And welcome to the Inside Tailgating Podcast brought to you by the American Cornhole League. What's up? It's Ryan Alessio. And coming up today, I got Cito Soto, one of the best cornhole players up in the city of Cleveland, the land, my favorite city. I don't think that's a secret. We're going to talk to him in just a little bit about how he got into professional cornhole and also just life in general with Cito Soto. But first, let's hear some messages from our sponsors. All right, picture this. You're laying on your chase lounge in the sun. You're comfortable. It's peaceful. Completely relaxed. And it happens. Your cell phone rings. You grab your suit, lean up, reach under your chair where everything is stashed, and you start digging around for your phone, and suddenly you knocked over your drink you forgot was even under there. And then, suddenly, relaxing is not so relaxing. Well, say hello to Shade Pop, an 18-inch umbrella that attaches to the side of your table using magnets, keeping all of your essentials within arm's reach and out of the sun while you're in it. It's the ultimate in lounge-level shade. If you're tired of overheated cell phones, warm, ant-filled, sand-covered drinks, order yours today for only $24.99. Shade Pop is lightweight, compact, and fits nicely in your beach bag. Go to shadepop.com right now, order up, and don't forget, shipping is free. Nothing compares to sipping on a fine wine or your favorite brew in fine crystal. But let's get real. Who wants to bring their China cabinets best to a tailgate party? Govino's fashionable shatterproof drinkware is made from a BPA, BPS-free polymer that looks and performs like crystal, but is durable enough to withstand the cheers, high fives, and flying footballs at the lot. Pack Govino dishwasher-safe wine or beer glasses along with your game day snacks and avoid broken glass party fouls at the stadium. Visit Govino.com to order yours today. That's G-O-V-I-N-O.com. We're about to get it in. Barbecue, charcoal, biscuits, and ice. I got my number chairs ready. The weather was quite nice. We're about to tailgate shade. I'm ready. Are you ready? Tailgate shade. I'm ready. Are you ready? I'm joined by my guest, Cito Soto, who you might remember from the ACLs back in uh, July at Harris Cherokee Casino Resort. And I'm not going to lie, you know, I I was secretly rooting for you and your team because I'm a big Cleveland fan. And day one, when I saw you guys walk in with those Cleveland jerseys, I was like, I think I found my team to root for. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah, we we represent Cleveland really well. We have um, a lot of players, not only in the ACL, but other Cornhole leagues around the world so um it's good to represent cleveland ohio so i i was for it i was rooting for you guys um let's just start with the basics i mean i I always and this is what i always say to guys that play cornhole on a professional level it's like i didn't realize you could actually turn this into a career or go to tournaments and stuff like that like how did you figure out or when did you start playing and how did you figure out you you're getting to the point where you actually can do something with it well, I'm I'm still trying to get to that point, but um, we just, um, you know, I started three years ago, and 
the way that I started three years ago is I started a there's a league up here that we uh, belong to called the Cleveland Cornhole, and um, we have 80 players that play with us on Mondays um, in the fall, and then in the summer it drops down to about 36 teams. But um, I heard about this um, this other cornhole league, and I started being part of that. And then I heard that you could actually make some good money. So you know, it depends on how you want to make the money. Do you want to make the money against really good players, or do you want to go play backyard players and um, wipe them out? You know. So for me, I want to play the professionals. I want to be the best. I want to beat the best of the best. So um, for me to get better is I got to play the best. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you mentioned you've only been playing for like three years, and that's kind of um, a common theme that I got when I was talking to a lot of the players at the ACL. Um, A lot of guys playing less than, let's say, six or seven years. So I would assume it was a skill that you had to do for a while. Like you had to be playing a while to get really good at it. But it really is one of those sports that you can get good at depending on how much you put into it pretty quick, correct? Correct. If you if you take up a board and you you throw like some players do two thousand bags a day, then yes, obviously you're going to get better than some people. Some people have to work for a living too, so therefore you know you can't play every day like you would want to. But there's guys that bowl um, that have a bowling style when they throw, so their their accuracy is almost exactly like a bowling lane. Um, some people pitch. So their accuracy as far as lofting the bag and going into the hole is pretty good because let's let's face it, if you're a softball pitcher, you should be able to make it in the hole almost every time. If you're a bowler, you should be able to go down the head pin left of it or right of it and be able to hit it and to strike them. So either way you look at it, if you took up if you took up um, horseshoes, it's the same thing. It's the same loft pattern. So, you know, essentially if you did that, then you should be good at what cornhole is all about. What other sports did you play that you might have been able to use for your cornhole game? Um, I played softball, and um, I was a pitcher. I was, you know, accuracy is as far as that goes. Um, and I bowled, too. Um, I bowled a, a 180. So, um, you know, I was a pretty decent bowler and a pretty decent softball player. So picking up the bag at first was kind of a little intimidating because when you're playing outside, you're playing with two canvas bags. When you're playing professional, you're playing with two different sides bags. One's a slick side and one's a sticky side. So for the average player, you don't know which side to use. So obviously there's a skill involved in that. So you have to um, kind of practice to figure out which side you should throw on, which side you shouldn't throw on. I guess a lot of people, they didn't really realize how much actual um, skill and maybe strategy goes into cornhole. Like, that was something that I didn't realize when I first got there. And I started meeting the players and talking to Chris and all these guys. Like, I didn't realize uh, how much strategy went into this. Like, how, how would you describe how you play? Are you more of a defensive player? Or are you kind of the typical, I'm going for airmails? How do you describe how you play? Um... What I particularly want to try to do is my first bag, usually I want to tend to uh, put it in front of the hole and, and use the sticky side. Um, force my opponent to do what you call an air mail and get it right in the hole. 
You know, if their airmail isn't on, that gives me an advantage because either A, it's going to go off the board, or B, it's going to push me in and give me the advantage. So I like to start off like that. And most of the time I'm a slide shot. I like bouncing off like a pinball going into different slides of the holes. There's a guy up here. His name's Adam Hisner, and he's probably by far the best um, cornhole thrower um, in the cornhole world. He um, may not be that well-known, but everybody knows who he is. Um, and everybody will tell you he's got a bag that will spin clockwise, and then in the same way, he's got another bag that he throws exactly the other way, and it goes counterclockwise, and he can bounce off and do different things. He's got an airmail that's either a low airmail or very high airmail. So, you know, it all depends on who you're playing and, and what kind of advantage you can take care of your your opponent. If you're a talker, you could talk your opponent into missing. <laughs> you know, there's there's a lot of trash talk when it comes to cornhole two and and there's some laughters, people laugh a lot, you know. But for the most part, you know, everybody gets along with the with everybody and that's one of the reasons why I love cornhole so much. I mean, where can you go and play with four hundred and fifty players all around the United States and no one getting arguments and, and yelling at each other. Everybody's hugging, high-fiving high each other. You know, it's it's just like a big family, and that's that's what I love about the sport. Yeah, I, I was talking uh, with some other people about that. You know, uh, the ACL, I couldn't have ever imagined of something that big for cornhole, and that was something I always talked about with different players. Um it's so inclusive. Like everybody's treated the same. Everybody's treated like a family. Everybody knows each other. Everybody is in good spirits. I didn't see any craziness happen that you'll see in other sports where people get into it. Like I'm sure people have disagreements here or there about what's going on the board. But compared to some other sports, I mean, I don't. You don't get that atmosphere uh, that's negative. It's such a good positive uh, atmosphere to be around. I found that out. Uh, the fact that anybody can play. I mean, heck, Christine's got to be one of the best players in Cleveland, you know? And yeah, she is. She's one of um, the best women players in the world, and uh, she really takes it to everybody, not even just women. She takes it to guys. You know, we have a 12-year-old um, named Bobby Bobby Morris Jr., who is just incredible. He just uh, came in second place in California wow. for a $2,500 um uh, pot. So, I mean, you know, there's there's players all over the place. We also got a um, a paralegic who has no arms, no legs, and he made it into the main bracket of one of the major cornhole um, competitions out there, and and almost became pro because of that. So, there's there's no rhyme or reason who gets good and who doesn't. It's just how you love the game, and if you love the game, you're going to be good. And people are going to respect you, and you're going to play awesome. So that's why I love the sport, too, is anybody and everybody can play. Grandma to to your siblings. So it's it's awesome. It's awesome. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, I like hockey. I like basketball and all that stuff. But it's, it's one of those sports where, and I'm not really saying I'm any good, but if you don't have any clue of what you're doing, you can't play. But that's that's not the case with cornhole, like you said. Uh, anybody can play with anybody, and, and it's it's good. I think that's that's what makes it great. Uh, was the ACL was that one of the biggest events you ever attended for cornhole, or what was that experience like for you and your team? 
The ACL is is an incredible environment all in itself. Stacy Moore does an incredible job. Um, the whole the whole ACL crew did something amazing for everybody. The pot was, you know, was fifty thousand dollars, and and it paid down to thirty two spots. You know, so if you made it to the main bracket and you made it in the top thirty two, you were guaranteed money. There's no other purse out there like that. Um, and the other thing about ACL is, you know, you could bring your own bags, which in some tournaments that's a good thing. In some tournaments it's not. So if you're comfortable with your own bags, you can bring your own bags and play with. Um, and the other thing about ACL is the environment. The Cherokee Casino was just an amazing, an amazing venue. Um, and I, I, I think it's just going to get bigger from here. Um, here in Cleveland, um, in Akron, Ohio, actually, we're doing an ACL um, tournament, um, a national tournament. So hopefully, with uh, everything in, involved, Akron, Ohio will be one of the biggest showings for the ACL um, in an upcoming league that's coming up right now. Oh, you're going to have to tell me when you get some dates finalized. That's not far from me. I can make it there in like a half hour. I'd love to go check out some uh, ACL action in Akron. So you got to let me know. Yeah, I believe it's in October. Um, I believe October. Um, I'm not sure exactly the dates yet. I think they're still finalizing it. And I might have put that cat out of the bag. but That's all um, right. <laughs> that's how it is. <laughs> that's all right. Nobody's going to tell you otherwise. Uh, exactly. I, <laughs> you'll be all right. I know we already got the dates for next year's ACL. Uh, same place in July. You're going to be there next year, too? Absolutely, yes. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward, forward to seeing you again. Um, Mike Mike Meacham, who is the uh, the announcer that was with you, can't wait to see him again. I, I, I just can't wait to see the ACL, the cornhole people, the, the environment again. I mean... Just to tell you, you know, I was at the casino and I went down and I, I spent my first day. I spent a dollar fifty on a bet <laughs> and I won one hundred and ninety dollars. Oh, nice! The next, the five hours later, I went to leave to go to the restroom. I went down there. I bet a minimum bet of three dollars and I won four hundred ninety dollars. So just let's say I left with more money I came with. I, I should have hung have around with you. My vacation. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I should I have just stuck next to you. My vacation. Yes, it was it was glorious. It was awesome. So I just want to yeah. first off, I want to just talk about you a little bit. You got a lot of cool things going on. A lot of cool things you do. I saw you got engaged. Congratulations! So let me say yeah. that to you. Thanks a lot. Yes, I did get engaged uh, uh, to the love of my life, uh, my best friend, uh, a girl that uh, just by all rights resembles what a godly woman is supposed to be like um a caring nurturing great mother and just a, a great provider and i'm just lucky that god put her in my path for a reason so we're not sure what reason yet but we're 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 getting there <laughs> hey that's that's part of the fun is the journey uh so you do a lot of other st- stuff too like you do a lot of charity you, you help a lot of people um that probably gives you a lot of fun a lot of pleasure being able to go out in your community i know you live in parma to be able to do things like that and help people uh it's got to be a good feeling yeah um you know i grew up in a in a really uh different era i grew up in in all wakes of life i grew up as a a hard rock poison motley crew 
break dancing, skater, <laughs> uh, country line dancing, Hispanic. So <laughs> in the world that I live in, that was a, a really crazy mix. But that's who I was. And and I love my community. I love Parma. I love what the, the, the city looks like. I love the people around it. And, you know, I, I guess I, I guess I would have to say if it wasn't my faith in God, I wouldn't be doing the things that I do. Um, and giving back to my community is one of the things that I can do. Um, I also do fundraising throughout the year. I'm doing a cancer fundraiser where um, my sister-in-law, who has stage four cancer, and, and um, she looks great. She's got a great attitude and she's doing well. She's in remission for the second time. That's good. But um, it's it's near dear to my heart. My dad died of um, prostate cancer uh, three years ago or four years ago now. And um, so there's just certain things that I do, not because of me, not for the glory of myself, but to be able to give back is, is the main reason why you do what you do, I hope. Um, not for the accolades, not for this or that. It's it's the good, good feeling that you get because you were able to help somebody out. And um, September 24th, um, I do a cornhole tournament with a Texas Hold'em tournament cancer fundraiser um, at my house. And um, it turns out about 150 people. Um, last year, I had 108 cornhole players in my front yard playing. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> but I keep doing what I do because I love it. Um, and... I wouldn't be me if I didn't do those things. And um, thank you for bringing that up. And uh, that's a little bit about who I am. Uh, you know, I'm a fun-loving, caring father father of two girls who are uh, 21 and 18 that just graduated and they're going to college. And uh, I work for a living. I, I, I struggle and, and I, I make ends meet somehow. I don't know how, but... God has provided me to do that. I own my own exterminating company, which is called A-Men Pest Control. Um, it's because we kill pests dead. That's that's what that's we what do. It is. <laughs> that's what we do. That's right. <laughs> well, it's it's good because I always like talking to people, and you know, I, I've had some health issues too, and it's nice that there are people out there that aren't in it because they just want the accolades or they want their name in the newspaper or, or let me show you. I, I like that. I think more people should be like you are, where it's more satisfying for you as a human being, as a person walking the earth to help others than to do it for, you know, glory reasons. I think, you know, it's like little things, too. It's like even if like I'm going into a store and you hold the door open for somebody, you say, please, you know what I mean? It's like you do it on a really grand scale helping everybody and raising money for cancer and everything but I, I think like a lot of that gets lost and it's refreshing to hear somebody's out there trying to make a difference with what they have the coolest the coolest is waking up today this morning going to my favorite Dunkin Donuts which is right on my corner my street going there getting ready to pay and somebody in front of me decided to pay for my coffee this morning oh nice and it's something that i do monthly I, it's something that i do monthly i give the the dunkin donut lady twenty dollars and i said just buy the next whoever's coffee because i was able to do a job that they paid me extra for a tip or something like that so it's just something that you do naturally i think um you know if one out of three 
people have cancer and you see it in the news and you see it in the in the in the paper i mean our world is corrupt as it is yeah but just to see the hurtness of what's going on in our country and if one little cup of coffee or one little um drink or pastry or whatever they're going to have helps them out during their day then how can we not help somebody else out no you're you're right man i mean it just brings sometimes it brings tears to my eyes because like this morning i wasn't expecting that and and i was just going about my day and you know and 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 my brother actually my brother benny has a church in colorado in canyon city actually and he challenged his church today to go out into the world and tell your testimony either on facebook or or wherever just to tell your story tell somebody your story because as you might know as as i do is if you don't tell your story you're not impacting somebody that might need to listen to that story whatever it is if you're not a christian it doesn't matter you have a story a story that you should tell somebody whether it be a glorious story or something that happened in your life that tragically um ended your life or or whatever i've had several people that died needlessly on because of depression because they couldn't get help and 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 taking their lives so in my life and i'm 45 years old and 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 that's young but in my life my death rate in my life has probably been 40 or 50 people in my lifetime and then i look at it like how can i not give back i may not have everything i might not have all the means i'm not going to be the richest person but my god gave me faith and with that if i'm rich in that then i'm richer than anybody in the world because i'd rather have that than money because money can't buy you everything yeah you're right and you know i i think telling the dunkin donuts story and it's something really small it is i mean realistically a cup of coffee is a a buck fifty or something so it isn't a monetary thing but no think about how good you feel when you a maybe give them that twenty dollars and say take care of the cars behind me and you get that great feeling because you know that as you pull away you might have just made somebody's day and think about the person in the car behind you that might have been going to work or somewhere and they had a bad attitude they weren't in a good mood they were feeling down and next thing you know you get a cup of coffee handed to you and they go the guy got it for you and it's just that little gesture and you get that feeling of hey somebody is actually on this planet who's who is cognizant that there's others and they're nice to those other people and i think that could really like just be a day changer for somebody even if it's just a cup of coffee so i think that and it and it does i didn't mean to cut you off but you know there was a story that i did that to a lady and 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 i gave the twenty dollars and the lady didn't know how she was going to feed her child in the back seat oh man because she only had enough for one so she was only gonna they were gonna split it but because i did what i did they told me the next day when i went in and get my coffee that that helped that family so she could get something so the whole family was able to eat so that little thing that I do, just because I do, doesn't mean everybody else in the world has to do it, but it means that I helped not only one person, but I helped the whole family. And that, to me, is a tribute to who my God is and who I am and in my faith. Because let me tell you, brother, before that, I was probably a mess. 
I'm still a mess, <laughs> but I have somebody that can guide me and, and help me through the things that I need to go through. Yeah, I, man, you're going to bring a tear to my eye. I um, I got a big thing with this country and hunger. Like, I, I just have this belief that with everything we have as a, as a nation, there is no reason for there to be a situation like that woman behind you trying to figure out in the beginning of the day how she's going to feed her kids. Like, we're too wealthy as a whole, maybe not individually. I can attest to that. But there's there's just too much wealth as a nation to where that should never happen. So, uh, absolutely. I, I, go ahead. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, you know, I mean, we live in the United States. So to hear someone in the United States not being able to feed their family is one thing. But going out to other third world countries and listening to that, it's kind of like an everyday thing for them. But you don't imagine it in your backyard you don't imagine that where you live so so to hear the story you know obviously yeah it brings tears to your eyes and then you just try to do more you try to do as much as you can obviously you can't do it all because you're not wealthy and you don't have deep pockets but you can do it in other ways you can do it and like i said tell your story tell somebody you know you love them open the door for somebody um you know somebody struggling for 30 cents at the just give them a dollar and say here's your 30 cents for your groceries or something just someone do something <laughs> you're just it's, it's just a be a good a mile <laughs> yeah i mean just be uh here's what i always say just be a, a a person that walks around and realizes they're not the only person on earth and absolutely try to do even like you said i can't do anything big but i've helped you know, older ladies carry their groceries to their car. I try to do, and people might not believe me with how, and you know, you've heard me on the radio talk about a professional football team in Cleveland. You know, I might <laughs> might not come off as, as a really overly nice guy or try to do things, but I do try to do stuff like that because it does make me feel good, and I think it's kind of one of those pass-it-along deals. So it's great to hear all that stuff. And uh, I, I do got to ask you, though, because uh, we're running out of time. And I could literally talk to you about this stuff all day. And I'm sure yeah. we'll, we'll do another one of these down the road. But before I let you go, uh, you asked me yesterday uh, when I was texting you about doing this to not be so harsh on the football team that oh, resides in Cleveland. Oh, here we go. And I, I just, I'm not, oh, no, no, don't worry. I got, trust me, I got three hours a day to get that out of my system. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um What's your overall thoughts? You know, we just saw the third preseason game. It didn't look like I was hoping it would look. Um, what's your overall thoughts, opinion on what's going on with this football team in Cleveland right now? I can honestly say I'm amazed because once we get Gordon back, we will have two of the tallest wide receivers in the NFL. We will have two of the probably fastest NFL wide receivers in. And I'm just excited. I'm excited to see what's going to go on. I know our defense is lacking right now. I think it's all going to end up gelling. Um, I'm a, I guess I'm a, a believer that I believe we're going to go eight and eight. Everybody's going to crack up and laugh at me. That. But I think our offense is going to surprise a lot of people. RG three is getting healthy. He's getting con- He's getting people under him, behind him. Um, 
I Gordon got respect um, last week with that nice catch. You know, Terrell Pryor is coming into a zone. We got um, the other wide receiver. What's his name? Uh, well, we got uh, Pryor. We got Gord. We got Coleman. We got Hawkins. Coleman. We got Col- Coleman. Coleman with with Terrell Pryor playing the slot. And then you got Gordon on the other side. I mean, on paper, we probably have three of the best wide receivers. We haven't had that since 99, since – I might you go know, back we, to Webster Slaughter for <laughs> it's been a while. Well, when when we had Michael Jackson on paper, we had the best five wide receivers in the NFL in the NFL on paper. Yeah, whether that happened or not, but on paper we had five of the best wide receivers in all of the NFL, and Jerry Rice was still playing that then. So just to have that, you know, continuity back. In the Browns, I think we're going to be all right. I think all you other naysayers out there that don't think the Browns are going to do anything, um, I think we're going to do something. We're going to surprise some people. All right. Well, how about this? If they go eight and eight, I'm coming to Cleveland and I'm going to give you a hug. You're going to get a hug if they go eight and eight. <laughs> that sounds great to me. <laughs> well, I all right. Believe, I believe that's where it's going. Good. I hope you're right. I don't want to be right with all of my incoherent ramblings that I do. I really don't. But uh, you think we're going to go O and everything? No, no, not O and everything. I just, I don't think the defense is going to, I don't think the defense could stop me, you, and your cornhole team. So that's probably true. That's kind of where I'm at. (laughs) Uh, You're probably right. I don't know what's going on with that, but I I believe in our coach. I believe in the things that he's doing. um, And he's making staples. I mean, he, he just let Paul Kruger go. He's telling everybody from that point that I don't want no laziness. I want people to perform. And if I have to get rid of one of the good guys, then I have to get rid of one of the good guys to show everybody else. This is the way it's going to be in my town. And, and I think that's great. That's good coaching. That's not bad coaching at all. All right. Well, sounds good. Hey, Cito, thank you very much for joining me. Great talking to you. Good, good conversation. And I will talk to you again very shortly. All right. Can I give a shout out to Cleveland Cornhole? Absolutely. Go for it. Go Cleveland Cornhole. <laughs> Dave Wiseman, you run the best tournament in the city of Cleveland. Thank you very much for doing all that you do for Cleveland Cornhole. And thank you for making me the player that I am. Thank you to our guest, Cito Soto, today for joining us. Uh, if that didn't give you an uplifting feeling, I really don't know what would. We'll talk to you next time, and make sure you visit InsideTailgating.com. Also, iPlayCornhole.com. A lot of regional action for the ACL coming up to set up Harris Cherokee Casino Resort ACL Championship of Bags 2017. So make sure you check out iPlayCornhole.com. Find out where you can register and how you can get involved, and also follow us on Twitter at Tailgate with us. I'm Ryan Alessio. I'll talk to you next time. Have you ever thought to yourself, man, it would be really nice to bring my TV to my tailgate? Well, now you can. The tailgate TV stand provides an easy way to mount your TV onto any vehicle with a receiver hitch. It also offers full 360-degree rotation to allow for access to gear and grub. Plus, it also allows you to adjust the view to avoid unbearable glare from the sun. Get yours today at tailgatetvstand.com.